Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, Jason Manford here. Hope you're very well uh, this Sunday morning. Uh, well, not for us, obviously. It's what is it, Wednesday? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's very confusing. It to is. Pre-record yeah. things. I feel like a time. I blame Brexit. Yeah, it'll probably be Brexit's fault. Uh, so uh, you're you're up in Northern Ireland doing something up here? Yeah, I did a, the blame game. It's kind of a topical quiz, and that's been going for us about like, a million years. Yeah, yes, it's been going since. I was still happy doing stand-up. Yes. Yeah, it's not a long time now. No, it's kind of 2005, so it's kind wow. of a topical shot. You know, there's various ones in various countries. When I was captain on 8 out of 10 cats, this, which would have been about 2007, Yeah, it started then, it was going then, so crikey. And what's it about? What's it? Uh, it's just basically about um, just top whatever, stuff. yeah, whatever's, whatever's going on. So yeah, similar so, to eight or ten cats. Yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. I suppose it's kind of focused on here, really. So yes. that's the great thing. It's, it doesn't compete with Have I got news for you? Because Have I got news for you? Isn't going to talk about a ball in a, in a local supermarket. Yes, which, <laughs> yeah. or, or ATMs being pulled out of walls, right? Using JCBs, okay. which comes up way more often than you would expect. Wow, that's a specific that's crime. A very, oh, that's a very common crime here. JCB ATM? Yes. That's a lot of letters. It is a lot of... Well, it, it, they replaced the three letters that used to be here, like IRA and UDA, so I suppose it's good when it's JCBs. Like, I'm talking about 10 or 15 robberies last year. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really, It's not a, a subtle job, is oh, it? Oh, it's not. Do you know when you watch, like, The Inside Man and you try and... Or that brilliant one on Netflix, the, the Spanish one? Oh, they, yes, yeah, they yeah. They go into the, the mint. Like the you detail know, of it, yeah, the, the blueprints. Detail, the blueprints, <laughs> and then they've got some an Inside Man they and they go through it. the swords. They go, right, so that guard leaves yeah, at two yeah. o'clock. We, yeah. We've got four minutes to yeah, get and in. and there's observation of, like, six or eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah, this is more... Steal a JCB, <laughs> uh, pull an ATM <laughs> out of a wall, and then hope the cops can't catch you, so... That's phenomenal. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm uh, not... Criminal, so it wouldn't cross my mind. But no, it wouldn't. But now that you, it's been explained to you, you Is are considering a retirement plan. I just didn't realise ATMs were that. I don't know where I thought the money came from, but I thought it was further back. You lack ambition. I That's do. What it yeah. Is. You'd see an ATM, you go, I need a pin oh, and a card, something. Yeah. No, think bigger. Think, pull think the entire that. thing out of the wall. My worry would be, you get away car is a JCB. So again, you're not. No, you burn it out. Ah, okay. you see, you oh, see, you see, you see. Either. What you, you grab it, you pull it out. I can't believe I'm explaining yeah. this. You pull it back out of the wall. Please don't do this, by no, the way. No, of course we're not condoning this. And what you do is you put it into like on the back of a flatbed lorry or a people carrier with, right. the, with oh, the roof cut out. Okay, got and then you. you burn out your JCB, which you have robbed. Of course. And then and that's what you would do. Well, it seems simple now it, you've it, said it. You see, all the best Look ideas are. You don't get this on Steve Wright Love Songs. You, you don't. How to steal an ATM. Please don't do that. Please don't blame me. I know it's Sunday and it's a day for hobbies, but please, (laughs) please don't make that. I'm not sure that comes under hobbies. Uh, Stick to scuba diving and uh, fishing, please. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. We're in Belfast. Uh, It's always hard to say Belfast without. Doing the patronising accent. Well, knock yourself out. You I'm can't help it. So. I know you don't I live care. in Dublin, so. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, there's go certain on, give places. It a go. Give it a go. Belfast. That's pretty good. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. You can probably do it. I imagine you're very good at accents. Oh, I can do Belfast. Yeah. yeah. But if I said Manchester, is that annoying to you? No, I don't, it doesn't bother me, really. But yeah, I do get people do my accent back at me. Manchester. Liverpool. Like your car. 
You know what's really it, entertaining? You? If you go to Birmingham and uh, tell people there that you think the Peaky Blinders accents in it are brilliant. Oh, they go mental. Yeah, they're not fun. No, yeah. they're not happy no. with that at no. all. Uh, that's one accent I'm really not good at. I can't do any Midlands accents. Well, uh, a tough place. this is the thing that ruins millions of films. Yes. It's really terrible Irish accents in particular. Well, yes, there is Like that. Far and Away, Tom Cruise, it's somewhere between the Mid-Atlantic and... A stroke. Yeah, it's not It's not right, is it? The worst accent that spoiled a show for me was actually a Northern Irish accent, and it was... Um, it Sons was of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. No way. How did you know that? Yeah, oh, exactly. It's awful. Oh, God, yeah. Awful. It's one of the funniest... They, they, I stopped watching it. They I went, go I to Northern Ireland, don't they, for one series? Yeah. And then there's clearly a shot above them, and there's people riding motorbikes in Northern Ireland, and then it cuts them on the ground, and there's like Joshua trees and cactuses in the yeah. background. Yeah. It is the worst accent ever. Titus Welliver Awful Is the actor Yes that's right It is him yeah Because <laughs> you can sort of Get away with it Like I remember Daphne and Fraser Used to That accent used to Annoy me slightly So she was meant to be From Manchester She was supposed to be From Manchester She is yeah. from Essex I think Yeah, yeah. So And like, then John O'Mahony Who was the yeah, dad actually Is from Manchester, from Manchester. was from Manchester Yeah yeah But it's like Certain places That I've noticed it When you go around the country Like Burnley You have to just Do their accent Back at them. I don't know what it is. And about do that. they mind that or do they? Oh, yeah. Oh, it really annoys them. <laughs> yeah. I like the way you've done it for oh, years. Yeah. You know what's annoying, but you can't Birmingham. help yourself. Like you have to do Birmingham. Yeah, like you have pe- to do that. People do my accent back to me as well. Yeah. It's... But you see, they hear this kind of Cork Kerry up and down kind of Southern yes. Ireland thing. Whereas mine basically <laughs> speaks to long term unemployment and, and mass migration, doesn't it? That's what I think it is. Anyway. It's a lovely accent, Neil. We'll be hearing more of it through to 11 o'clock this morning on Absolute Radio. Manford. Just talking about accents before, and sometimes when you're walking around Belfast, people come up to you, and it is one of the places I have to occasionally go. So what? Like just you know, just the first time when they're really fast as yeah, well. Yeah. And uh, and I feel like I'm trained as well. Like I had a teacher from Belfast, and I remember there was a moment at school where we were going on a school trip, and he uh, he stood in front of us and he was telling us all the things that we'd need to pack for this school trip and there's like I don't know 400 kids and we're all we're all like eight we're all looking at him and he goes uh, and you need to pick a towel <laughs> and we've never left Manchester these kids are we're like a working class town we've never yeah. left Manchester we've yeah. got my Irish uncles whatever. I've got Dublin uncles whatever but you need to pick a towel we were like what what like genuinely what did he just say you'll, t- you'll need to pick a towel for about <laughs> five minutes, it was the most excruciating. People were like, what is he saying? And even when he slowed it down, he was like, peck a tail, <laughs> yeah. a tail. We were like, what is a tail? T- and another teacher had to come on and go, towel. He means towel, lads. Oh, okay. It was pretty awkward. I once went to the Belfast Giants, the uh, ice hockey team here. Mm. And um, it's weird because it's such an Americanized kind of atmosphere, you know. So yeah. they're all like firing teacher cannons and all that sort of stuff. And then yeah. every so often the guy will give it up for somebody in that seat there. And then every so often he just slip into Belfast, number 88. <laughs> It'll be the exact same thing as well. And shoot... And a word that sounds very bad yes. are the same in a Belfast oh, accent. Of course, yes. Because there's a guy behind me and he's just going, shit. Right, yes, of course. Shit. Well, I, I had a, a, a similar thing actually at um, Disney on Ice recently. Okay. Where um, in the new Toy Story film, the new character is called Forky. 
Right. And when my four-year-old has stood, <laughs> that's her favourite character, actually on her seat, just giving it, Forky! Forky! And there's people turning around like, I'm like, it's the character, guys. She's not a four-year-old like, docker. She's a docker, yeah. Wow, she's a stevedore. This Fuck is amazing. Hey, he really hey. wants his kids to just, you know, you know, stick to their roots and this white-collar nonsense. She's unloading, unloading stuff down the dock. That was pretty hairy. But I think with certain accents, like my accent, if I'm talking to somebody for quite a long time or hanging around with someone for a long time, I'll start to copy little words and phrases that they will say and do. I'm a bit malleable like that. Do you have words that get you into the accent? Yes. Like, for example, at the moment, I'm doing a show where I'm playing a guy from Boston. Right. Uh, so Massachusetts, like... not Lincolnshire. <laughs> and uh, That's park the car in Harvard Yard. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So it's park the car in the Harvard car. That's park. where you're like in the show. So that's, I, I say that a few times before I go out. I did a show about Vikings. Right, And okay. I checked something with uh, Sarah Millican because one of the first Viking raids ever recorded is in Lindisfarne Monastery just north of Newcastle. Okay. So the Vikings came in and the monks were there going, oh, no, I love the Vikings. And I had to <laughs> practice that. And I said, is that okay? And she goes, yeah, that's okay. You'll get away but with that's that. That's the only thing I can do. <laughs> I love how many different accents we have in the UK. And I love how strong they are. Like, I always think, like even like Belfast, that you know, accent or Glasgow accent, like you could be basically live here and Dublin, actually, to a, to a certain extent. You could basically live there for the first four months of your life and then move, and then maybe the plane gets lost in the jungle, and then at 40, the rescuers come in, and you're like, where have you been? Like, <laughs> yeah. You've still got that accent. I like the way certain people don't change at all, and then certain no. people go to America for a week and then come back with full-on <laughs> vocal hey there, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're from Burnley. What are you doing? <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. If it came to it, you cat or dog? Dog, hundred percent. Always, dog. Isn't all it? day long. Who are cat people? Yeah, there's something I don't know. There's something missing. I think so too. Whereas I had a, a dog. dog. I just, oh my god, he a, he's a greyhound. Everything about him was brilliant. Yeah, just watching a greyhound run. It's like watching something do exactly what it was born to do. Yeah. It's like watching a an MP lie or something. <laughs> it was just beautiful. Uh, there was a great story this week though. This is. Out of all the cats, this is my favourite cat, Quilty the cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's been sentenced to solitary confinement at this cat sanctuary for continually letting other cats out of their enclosure. He's had multiple warnings. <laughs> he's had a written warning. The serial offender was caught by staff at Friends for Life Animal Rescue and Adoption Organisation, jailbreaking other felines out of the senior room repeatedly several times a day. After an online campaign was launched to hashtag free Quilty, the shelter said that his review with the parole board had failed, but he released himself anyway before being returned to solitary. Of course, I'm pre- yes. pretty sure that's a Sylvester Stallone film, isn't it? With <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he deliberately goes into prisons and then breaks himself out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Quilty's obviously this the could be like inspiration. A, I can see a Pixar movie in this. Uh, the shelter said Quilty will not be contained, but he has no shame. No cats have shame. That's <laughs> he, the famous thing about cats. He will not be contained. Quilty loves to let cats out of the senior room repeatedly, several times a day. We have since Quilty proofed the cat room while he took a brief hiatus in the lobby. Quilty's still looking for a home, and although he's unsure about small children, his bio reads, I do know that I like to open closed doors. When I see one, it challenges me, and I work hard to get it open, and I'm usually successful. It can't be that difficult to cat-proof a door, can it? Just put it high up, and yeah. Yeah. But they can climb, famously. So I don't know. He's lock it with the key. Put a dog on it. 
put a tag on us? His fans, he's got fans now, were confident he would find a forever home soon. One wrote, will Quilty let our dogs out for us at night and would he let them back in? We might need him in our lives. That would be handy, a cat that could open and close doors. See, I think he just likes to wild ride. I don't know if he'd want the responsibility of sit, sitting around yes. waiting for the dogs to come back in. He doesn't sound like a cat that abides by the rules. Yeah, I think he plays by its own rules. I, and yeah. Like in any sort of cop film, it'd be like, hand me your badge and your gun. Hand me your collar and your... <laughs> yeah. your what are you putting with the rookie for? Like he's that guy. <laughs> yeah. Give me 24 hours to yeah. solve the case. <laughs> That's Quilty. Where real music matters. Now, you've not got kids, Neil. I, I don't. Know this, but occasionally, even though you haven't got kids, you will still find yourself turning into your parents. 100%. I mean, all the time. I'll tell you how. Yeah. When the phone rings on the television and you're not sure if the phone is ringing in the house <laughs> That is 100% my dad. <laughs> well, I had this moment the other day where I said to the kids, I was sort of driving home from school, and I said, um, should we order pizza for tea? And they were like, yeah, they're excited. And then suddenly I realised, I went, oh, actually, I've got some pizzas in the freezer. We'll just use those. Yeah. And they did not speak to me <laughs> for about 45 minutes. Is that why you did it? There was just a moment where I thought, oh, my God, that's exactly what my my parents used to do. Friends would be going to McDonald's and getting fish and chips and, or whatever it was. And my mum and dad would go, no, we'll make our own. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, it's just not as appealing to a child, is it? Frozen pizza out of the freezer is not good, is it? It's good, but it's not... We, like, it's not Domino's. Would he go? Would he go up? full like? So if they made you burger and chips rather than go to McDonald's, would your dad well, then like fashion a happy to a happy meal and a toy? And well, everything? interestingly, I saw a, the reason I mentioned it because there was a story this week. Dad of two, Andy Coffey, has always struggled to get to McDonald's. I don't know why. They're very, very, very rare. They're very rare. I think the, his closest branch is 13 miles away okay. from his house, so fair enough. But it's one of his kids' favourites. But quick thinking, Andy, whose children, Alana and Kaylin, have their mindset on a Happy Meal, was instead created his own version. Complete with a toy and presented in a traditional paper bag, just like Ronald does, Andy's £3 hack went down a storm with youngsters and plenty of others online. That's the, that's the, I'll post a picture online. But wow, that's very the, good. That's the picture. Um, I'm surprised he's not been... Sued by McDonald's. He's called it McDaddy's Smile Meal, to, uh, so he's away from... Uh, I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's McDaddy's a bit... is a bit huggy bear, isn't it? <laughs> it took 30 minutes to put together as the driving instructor used grief-proof paper in his kitchen to make preparation uh, and personalised chip packet and burger wraps before putting them in paper bag and hand-delivering to his hungry customers. And he said the kids wanted a McDonald's, but the closest one's 30 miles away. It's quite rural around here, so we can't always get one. I popped into town, picked up a couple of toys, ran into Iceland and grabbed a few burgers and whacked it all together. It's much cheaper and probably better for them. The toy really sold it, though. That's well. If you put like a PlayStation in there, that looks like it worked out that time. But it never works out when no. you're, when your dad when you want a, a rally marauder and he just fashions a bike. <laughs> no, out of nobody the he's found in the backyard. Yeah, I remember my dad painting a pair of red kickers black once. <laughs> Painting them your with dad, just normal. Is your paint. dad Irish? Uh, no, my mum's side of oh, Irish. Okay, right. yeah. okay. But he painted a pair of red kickers black. My dad cut down a tree from the back garden, and that was our Christmas tree. How about this? Can, <laughs> oh yes, I can dad actually, top trumps. I can actually top trump that one Christmas. My dad uh, wasn't my dad. No, <laughs> one Christmas we were. Um, it was like two, three o'clock in the morning, and my uncles were out. They were Irish, out, and they'd been on the sauce, and it was like you know. 15th of December and we hadn't got a tree that year just for whatever reasons we were poor we were proper Angela's ashes okay and uh, which is now a musical 
that doesn't seem right. That I'll is be, true. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've interrupted, but I need. I felt you needed to know. So, actually, I've never admitted this. This is probably not a good thing to admit. But hey ho, here we go. So we lived on like a council on a council estate, and it's two o'clock in the morning, and there's a knock at the door. You can just hear like drunken noises. I'm in bed. Obviously, I'm a kid. Um, what happened was my dad opens the door. My two uncles are there, and they've gone. We've got your tree. <laughs> They've got this massive conifer tree, like huge, like 15-foot conifer tree, (laughs) which they've stolen from a neighbour's garden. They've stolen a tree? Yeah, like 20... I don't know how they got it out. I don't know how they... But they've uprooted this tree and they've dragged it down the road, like 30 houses down the road, (laughs) to our house. And obviously it's too big for our little living room. So my dad, I think it's still there. My dad went out and planted it in our back garden. To sort of save this tree, that's what that was his idea. Then, then my uncles had both crashed out on the sofa, and my dad's out with a yard brush trying to get rid of the mud because the mud has gone literally from I mean, where they stole it the to where it arrived. <laughs> See you, site Manchester. It's not that difficult. Not you follow literally the tracks of the tree. <laughs> Music matters. I love a good dad story. Do you know you were talking about Christmas trees earlier on? Yeah. One year my dad won a turkey. Uh, won it? <laughs> he won like a turkey. Like the bingo or the pub? Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, a guy turned up and uh, got the turkey outside for you. And we heard... No. Yeah, yeah. And he just... Uh, my dad was like, what am I going to do? What are you going to do with a live so he, turkey? So he put the turkey in the garage. Right. And my granny, who was 90 at the time, but like hardcore yeah, I know farming stock. She okay. Apparently she wants... Um, uh, turned the field of hay with a pitchfork when she was 79. Right, fair um, play to her. She went, I'll handle this. And we heard... Gub, 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 gub. And then it was in the oven. And then it was in the oven. Wow. We ate every bit of it. What a horrendous story. <laughs> <laughs> That's not festive at all. No, I mean, we sang carols. Yeah, no, of course, happened. Yeah, of course. Had a funeral for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I think we'd have probably starved that year. There's not, there's not... Over the summer, we were in Portugal, and my, we went to a fish market, and my brother bought a crab... Uh, and he's a bit of a chef, my brother, anyway, so he's, he knows what he's doing. Uh, he used to be a chef. And uh, he said, oh, I'm going to do, cra- do dress crab or whatever, you know, for lunch. And he got this crab. And, of course, you buy them live. They're yeah. alive yeah, when yeah, you get yeah. them. Uh, but they're quite thick crabs, apparently. They're quite, they're quite a thick animal. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't imagine there's a lot of intelligence there. Apparently. I don't know how true this is. I'm not a, you know animal expert. A crustacean but, expert? Yes, but apparently crabs don't stop growing. They just keep getting bigger and bigger. You can find them like four foot wide. They're massive, these crabs. But they don't often get to that size because they're thick and they get caught and eaten by things. Um, But my brother bought it, uh, brought it home and then cooked it. My mum actually in tears because the steam comes out, whatever, the air comes out of it and it makes a noise that sounds like it's screaming. It's not screaming, it's just the air coming out of it. Okay. I know, this is worse than you think. My turkey story was was pale in comparison. I know, no, you're quite right. It was a horrendous story to be telling on a Sunday morning. But anyway... They did it. We went for it. And he, he cut the thing. Mum crying, that's cruel. Like, you can't do that. It's horrible, that. You can't believe you've done that. An hour later, let's have a bit. Like, proper in <laughs> yeah. giving it a full plate. Cognitive dissonance. We are absolute hypocrites when it comes to meat eating. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. I never argue with a, with I, a vegan or a vegetarian. I go, no, you're right. I have a theory to solve all that. Tell me. Okay, so people won't stop eating meat, right? Mm. And there's too many people in the world. Mm-hmm. We start eating people. What a way to end this section. <laughs> I'm not even going to explain it. You can read my manifesto online. Yeah. I've seen people and I would not Oh, no, want I'm not talking them. everybody. I'm talking about like the worst of the worst. We eat them oh, first. Oh, okay, fine. So like people come in and, I don't know, like white supremacists or something. Yeah. And they're at a trial in America and, and they say... You just took him. Yeah. 
I you can give me the chair if you want and the judge is like don't mind the chair get in the blender <laughs> that's horrible what a horrible way to end this first hour of our show Neil uh, we'll be back after the news Neil might be on it I don't know let's <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Now, before the news, uh, we were chatting about... um, I'd sort of said to the kids about uh, getting pizza. So, should we order some pizza? And they were dead excited. And then I suddenly realised that we actually had some in the freezer. And we had just, like, Tesco pizza instead. And the kids are yet to talk to me. So it's uh, it's not gone down well. And uh, when I mentioned it online, there's quite a few people. Michael has said that is Jason. That is the savoury equivalent of there's chalk ices in the freezer instead of when the ice cream van comes round. Oh yeah. Remember when your mum I mean, used to do that? That's just not acceptable at all. No. The modern day equivalent is when you're you or your missus says, "Oh, the crown is back tonight," and it's not back for another week. Oh. Like it's just your whole day is ruined. In indeed, oh, life. It's gone. Uh, Carol Ferguson said, uh, "That's nothing, Jason. My son has issues with food. For a while, he would only eat takeaway." pizza I'm not sure about that Carol yeah, I've got yeah. to say well you've got issues with food that's like a you know a, a, an intolerance issue. he's the exact same as every other child yeah exactly he's got issues with food I yes. mean I get it it's hard to make them eat stuff but you can't only eat takeaway pizzas is your child a Neapolitan <laughs> <laughs> is, have you adopted a seven year old man from Naples <laughs> she managed to get some pizza boxes made um, or bought some pizza boxes on on the uh, Online, um, so his dad would come for, through the back door with pizza that they just cooked oh, in the oven, oh, put it in a box, and your dad would go out and come in with a pizza box. That's brilliant. That's pretty clever. And would he have a little moped? And would he turn up and like, yeah, he's do, gone the, for do it. the full thing? It's like there's a dad actions. <laughs> Deliveroo. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Uh, Laura said, uh, "Jason, that's up there with your mum offering you fruit when you say you're hungry. That is annoying, isn't it? When you're, I'm starving, I'm starving. With some bananas in there." Yeah, I'd lump cheese for dessert in with there now as well. Oh, I don't mind a bit of cheese. Ah, no, but that's just wrong. Cheese is lovely, not for dessert, yes. I must say, what I, I often do if I'm going for it is I'll have dessert and then we'll have a round of cheese. Oh, you listen, I'm, I'm fully on board that's with that. That's fine, isn't it's it? It's just not either or. Yeah. Are you, when it comes to cheese, are you, are you happy with all the cheeses or yeah, are you pretty quite much. cheddar based? No, 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 no. no, no I you'd... would go I would go full on EU, Gorgonzola. Yeah, know, wow. Bear, absolutely, bit of brie. Love a bit of brie, mate. Brie. That's yeah. the one with the, the white rind on it that I yeah. always forget. That you, are you, can yeah, you eat baby that? Baby Bell, all the sophisticated stuff. Yeah, Easy cheese singles, string, dairy anything in a can. Can you, um, can on the brie, are you supposed to eat that white bit on the edge? Yeah. You, can, you can eat that. It's not like a wrapper. Because <laughs> no. I cut that off. Do you? Yeah. Ah, oh, you're a Philistine. Is that? I don't know. Are you supposed to eat that? To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, are you? I don't know, but I reckon you know less about cheese than I do. Oh, I don't know. So I could, if I say, oh, you it totally with enough it. conviction. Do you know the bit? Uh, you know, Baby Bell. Mm. You're not meant to unwrap that. You're meant to eat the full thing. The red bit. Yeah, the red bit as well. Are you yeah. sh- absolutely. I think you're having me on. I'm not going to have that. I'm, I'm, what about the Mars bar? When you have a Mars bar, Mar- Mar- Mars bar, eat the wrapper, the whole, the wrapper, the, <laughs> the freezer, absolutely. And chalk ices, little wooden stick. Yeah. Eat that. I'll get it tucked in. Uh, Will Meek has... Uh, he's gone too far here. This is not what I did. Will said, oh, shall we go to the cinema, kids? Yeah. Oh, wait, there's a Columbo film on Channel 5. <laughs> that is not the same. As long as he was leaving and then turned back to his kids, he went, one more thing. Just one more thing. And I, then they watched I it. I got pieces in the freezer. <laughs> That's what he would have done. This is... Jason Manford. This is... Absolute Radio. 
Music Matters. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. What's your ideal job, Neil? Uh, other than we we already do our ideal job, of course. Yeah. But if you weren't doing this, when you're looking out there, you think that's the job for me. Oh, uh, I mean, obviously, you want to be a professional footballer. We are too old. Although my friend oh was younger than Paolo Maldini. Oh, okay. And that was how he used to like when Paolo Maldini was like forty-five. <laughs> he was still like, playing. I could, yeah, I could still do a job for. There's AC a lot Milan. of jobs out there now. When you say, so like my kids, for example, uh, one of them wants her own YouTube channel, and she wants to be a YouTuber. So a job that didn't exist years ago. Yeah. Okay. And it's hard for us because we're of an age. Our grandparents going, what? What's that? That's new. Yeah. And I'm, I do it as well. You know, you hear about these YouTubers playing games and opening boxes on YouTube and, and, and earning millions of pounds. And we can't understand it. We can't fathom. But that is the way of the world. You've got to get with it. We, yes. Can no longer be dinosaurs. But Charna Row- Rowley from London has quit her job to become a YouTuber. Right. She films herself consuming around 5,000 calories in a sitting and up to 40,000 people tune in to watch her tuck in to take away meals. The trend originated in South Korea where people talk to their audience while binging on food. I could do that. I know, right? She has no plans to stop eating on camera and her ultimate aim is to work her way up to eating 10,000 calories in one go. She eats McDonald's, Chinese food, that sort of thing. I've just got to show how confident I am, she says. Uh, I might get something stuck in my tooth or around my mouth, but people love how funny I am. I have the negative ones telling me how fat I am, but how I could be pretty if I try not to eat so much. But most of the time, I just don't answer. Chana, who weighs 16 stone, that's the same as me, so live your life, love, uh, goes to the gym four times a week, which I do not do, in order to balance out the unhealthy food she eats. She makes two half-an-hour videos each week and has so far spent around £1,000 funding her footage. Her biggest hit was a video of her eating a Chinese takeaway complete with chicken balls, special fried rice... Special chow mein, chips, prawn crackers, vegetable spring rolls and curry sauce. The video has been viewed over 48,000 times. How did she kind of come up with this? But there's loads of weird things on, on there. I saw one the other day, uh, somebody folding towels, mate. Not even into patterns. Towels. Towels. Folding towels. Folding towels. Folding towels while whispering. It had like two billion views. While a whispering. A third of the world had seen it. What were the... No, it's not. It's one person who's a weirdo <laughs> watching it two billion times. Bonkers. And what were they doing? At the Folding time? towels and whispering, mate. That's what, all I can what, tell what you. What was this saying? It was just saying, so what I do is I get the towel and I, I fold it here. And I How did you end up watching it? I can't tell you that. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, there was a child lock did on. You look, <laughs> did you look up how to get a sun lounger from a German man? Yeah, that sort of thing. I think that's what it was. I'd basically uh, left... Uh, I was in a hotel that I'd run those locks on, and I thought, I'd better find something else to watch then. <laughs> Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Right, you're on death row, Neil. Yes. Okay. This show hasn't gone as well as I expected. No, I know. Okay. Well, that's the way it works. Is you're this on the last row. meal or something? Uh, well, interesting. What would your last meal be out of interest? Oh, my mother's uh, roast dinner. Mother's Sunday roast, dinner. roast dinner. Okay. 100%. Right. Well, let's hope she's still talking to you. Yes. Depending on what you did. Um, well, how about this? Uh, a man serving life for murder claims he has served his sentence because he died during a medical emergency. 
That is absolute genius. This guy's trying to find a loophole in the system. Uh, a court has denied his request to be released because he can he can actually make such a plea, so he must be alive. Um, he says his heart stopped five times at a hospital in March 2015 where he had been taken from Iowa State Penitentiary to Fort Madison. Years earlier, he had signed a do-not-resuscitate agreement, which you may as well if you're on death row, aren't you? You might as well, yeah. Bit pointless, isn't it, giving it... Clear! Yeah, clear! He's with us again. Right, in the chair. That seems wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, that, yeah. it's overkill. Yeah, quite literally, yeah. yeah. Uh, medical staff called his brother in Texas who told him that if Scriber was in pain, they could give him something to ease it, court records report. Uh, otherwise, they were uh, allowing him to die. Scriber apparently argued that he was sentenced to life. And he died? Not to life plus one day. He has to be released in April 2018, uh, which they've now ruled against. The court said Scriber is either alive in which case he must remain in prison, or he is dead, in which case this appeal is moot. It's a fair it's a fair shout, though, isn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't think he should be released, but it's a good argument. I mean, you're going, like, yeah, you might as well throw all the all the toys at the... Well, you're desperate, wall. aren't you? You're yeah. desperate. So he's, he's kind of like Schrodinger's he is prisoner, sc- in that he is yes. dead and alive at the same time. At the time. same time, because he died, so he thinks that's the point where your sentence should run out, because I had a life sentence and my life ended, Yeah, but then he came back alive. You know what they should do is let him out and then just right, like immediately re-arrest him for something else. So, yeah, well, I probably would do over there, yeah. Like, I don't know how you feel about reincarnation, you know, but mm. I know the, the Buddhists are a fan. And I always think, like... I worry about that, you know, like if you came back again and you had like debts or, you know, you'd, you'd upset somebody, would you still feel... So you, they, are you saying that you're not not confident that you've been decent enough in this life to come back? To come back good? again, yeah. I'd be like a really nervous cat. I reckon I reckon you'd come back as a massive crab. I probably would, and yeah. And your brother would kill you. My brother and my it, mum would eat me. It would, yeah. Crikey, that's gone dark. It keeps, seems to keep happening with you, Neil. It, it does, yeah. You but take you us see, down some weird routes, Yeah, but man. You, you keep encouraging me, so... <laughs> I've got a weird story coming up shortly. Listen to this in a minute. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where music So, Neil, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. You don't know everything about me. I don't know everything about no, you. No, nor do I want to. I want well, to, I'm going to give I, you a little bit of... Have some degree of mystery. ...information that you might not know about me. Okay. But, um... Uh, earlier this year, I had the old uh, snip snip. Really? Yeah, it's gone. I mean, I've still got a penis. The, the internal workings is what I meant. No, I I did know that. Okay, yeah, I, I just didn't, didn't realise. Fully necessary for you it's to not like say. A full, I still have my penis. <laughs> it's not like a full Kendall. Okay. Down there now, they don't just smooth it over. Yeah. Um, I'm really trying to make it maintain <laughs> eye contact with you as you really physically describe right. this. I'll put it away. Yeah, okay. Uh, but um, I uh, yeah, so went, went sorted that out. That's done. Okay. It's a weird experience. I would have thought say. so. It's odd because you're awake. They're slicing away. Did, did it chat to you about stuff? Oh, good old chat. What did it talk to you about? Uh, Surely there's stuff that's out of... Stand up a bit, which, you know... But like, they don't just, like, go, oh, that reminds me I have to cut my hedge. No, no, none of that. No, he was very chatty, actually. He was good at chat. Um, and I held hands with uh, a nurse who, thank God, she was there. Um, it was. It's a very odd experience. And they, off they go, chop, chop. He was, like, trying to tell me how he was doing it. I went, I don't need to know, mate. You just crack on. Okay. I don't need to know. Um, but I've definitely not done this, okay? An unnamed man who has five children is preparing for a vasectomy at the end of November but hopes to immortalise his live sperm in a piece of jewellery. What? I know, people have gone mad. Like, it's, is it a ring? 
It is a ring. The ring will be given uh, an amusing Christmas gift to his wife uh, He, if he can get one made in time. He and his wife are always pranking each other with unusual gifts and he thinks this one could be the best yet. In his quest, the man has contacted online local services, uh, Bark.com. He said, to cut to the chase, I'm looking for a jeweller jeweler who can put my sperm into a ring which I'm going to give my wife for Christmas. He is going to give. He's going to go into a jeweller's and give them a sample cup. He's not going to go in and go, give yeah. me a magazine, please. You, yeah, you would hope not, wouldn't you? I've been through jewellers magazines. They're not sexy. <laughs> My aim is exceptional. Stand back. <laughs> <laughs> to cut to the chase, he says, uh, I know it's super weird, but I'm due to get a vasectomy at the end of November and I wanted to do something fun. Fun! With the last few living sperm I've got, kind of like a keepsake. Uh, the plan is to give the ring to my wife on Christmas Day, wait for her to tell me it's beautiful, let her wear it for a couple of hours and then tell her what it's actually made of. That's not a keepsake. That's in case of emergency, break glass. That's it's- what that is. In case he wants another kid. It's, it's like still a, in there. a thing on a bus, you get a little yeah. hammer. And like Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the mosquito with the amber. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing, isn't it? That's so very, very odd. Very odd. And I like I just think I think a ring isn't classy. When you could go for a locket. A nice locket. A locket. A yeah. picture of your like a picture of your long dead Victorian great grandmother. Yeah. Some hair from your granddad. And then and then your um, one of your boys. Your essence. What about two uh, droopy earrings? Oh. You know the weirdest thing about having the vasectomy is uh, your vast deference. Yes, I mean that's uh, that was the weirdest. Well, actually, no, that's not the weirdest thing because that is you 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 know that's what it's going to be. Like if they tied a balloon to it, yeah, that would be weirder. uh, Or like reinflated your balls with helium or something. That would be odd. Yeah, no, no. Um, The weirdest thing is when you when you finish, there's you've still got live sperm knocking about. And you have to get rid of that. Okay. Yeah. So, and the magic number he said is thirty-eight times. That's what he said. Thirty-eight times from the day of from the, the operation. moment of the operation. He said, on average, about thirty-eight times. So essentially, what you've got is a prescription. To, to really, yeah, I know. <laughs> why Doctor's that, orders, love. Yeah, why is that door locked? Because <laughs> the professor said I have to do. He it. said it. It's doctor's orders. I've got a prescription to to go for it. So, uh, what do you want? Thirty-four. <laughs> It's weird, that, isn't it? I mean, but it makes complete sense, well, I suppose. Well, that's the way it works. I'm not, that's science, mate. Yeah. Can't argue with science. Do you have witnesses? What, for 38 times? No. no. <laughs> I don't know what goes on in your house. Like your man, Norris McWhorter from the Guinness Book of Records, <laughs> just standing there in white gloves going, 24. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we definitely know you've gotten this operation. Well, there was a doctor there. You can prove it, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to... I don't think I need to prove it. I don't think anyone's making that fact up. No, but I'm thinking that if you wanted to just give yourself license th- for 38 times. Oh, I oh, see, yeah, right, no, yeah. Me, absolutely. Well, you, what you could do is be on 120, giving it 32. <laughs> like the opposite of when you're caught doing press-ups. And you're like, 194, yeah, exactly. 195. Okay, I'm with you. Jason. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Are you prepped for Christmas, Neil? Is that uh, not really, no. no. No, my missus does most of that now, to be yeah. honest. What, are you a big fan of Christmas? Ah, yeah. Yeah. Christmas. Like, yeah. Love it. Yeah, and then I go straight on tour on the 27th of December. Oh, okay. And people always ask, why do you go out on the 27th of September, or December? And you kind of go, have you seen what people are like four days with their family, like locked yeah, in the cabin true, yeah. fever? And do people come? They do come. Do they? They come because they want to 
not murder their aunties. Yeah, I never thought about doing a gig in that Christmas week. Yeah. It's like an invisible week. It's like a week that doesn't, nobody knows what day it is. Like, is it Tuesday or four? Exactly. Like Friday? I don't know what's yeah. going on. So Tuesday's a Saturday for tickets, Jason. Right, got so you. That's my age. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, they've been a little thing online. Uh, the, the, the basically the bottom 10 Christmas songs, the most hated Christmas songs. Okay. I don't Mistletoe know. Mistletoe and Wine got to be there. Uh, interestingly, it's not there, but I do agree with you. It should it should be there? Last Christmas has to be top, as in the good ones. It is, well, let me read the list because okay. I, this could quite easily be uh, a is, list of good ones. It I, is better if you read the read the list rather than like you just guessing. Like if Top of the Pops was rather than reading the chart, it was just people ringing in guessing. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't that, be as effective. It's not as good, is it? It's not as good. Um, so as we hear the same soundtracks, you know, pretty much everywhere you go, uh, Brits have had the say the most hated Christmas songs they're hoping to avoid. Surprisingly, some might say, Mariah Carey's Christmas classic, All I Want for Christmas Is You, topped the poll. Really? Yeah. They don't want to hear that anymore. Seems a bit harsh. This is the 10. Number 10, Jingle Bells, Andrew Sisters. Who hates Jingle Bells? You can't hate Jingle Bells. There's probably a number... Around which you hear it, that it just kind of maybe. Uh, Eartha Kit, Santa Baby. I, I've always found that a weird one. Santa Baby, it's it's overly sexualised. It's so yeah, it's weird. It's Santa Baby. It's a bit too. Yeah. A man has a job too. And she wants loads of like amazing things as well. You're like, all right, love, rein it in. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Jackson Five. Yeah, see his arse. Baby, it's cold outside. Which is it's a, it was always a controversial song mm. uh, over the last few years, isn't it? Because people feel like it's a bit, you know, me too. Especially the Tom Jones, Kerry Matthews one. It's very like, like, is he going to let her out at the end of the song? <laughs> it's a bit odd. Um, Fairy Tale of New York is on ah, there. I know here. I'm not having That's that not, now. This is no, null and void. This no. is the null whole and thing void. Is gone. Yeah. How can you put that in the most hated? Don't they make like 400 grand or something every they? year? from something Even like now with Slade and uh, the Pogues. Well, Slade's on there. Merry Christmas, everybody. You can't get Noel, uh, uh, Noddy Older to do anything. I do I do a few bits with Noddy, some charity stuff. He does lots of charity stuff. But you go over to him and say, Noddy, <laughs> you couldn't do uh, shout it's X-ray Christmas on me voicemail, could yeah. you? No. He's like, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Anymore. Anymore. Yeah, he won't do it. And in fact, I think when he want, went on Would I Lie to You, uh, that was one of the things in his contract. You don't want to talk about uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. You're like, but that's why you're here. <laughs> exactly. It's like Neil Armstrong going, I don't want to mention you You know you know what. That thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last Christmas is number five. No, like, that's just wrong. I don't believe it. I wish it could be Christmas Every Day, Wizard. Do they know it's Christmas, uh, Band-Aid and Mariah Carey? That is going in the bin. That is a rubbish list uh, by a load of bar humbugs. Yeah. Not having that's that. That's basically Grinch.com. That was, the, that was the top ten Christmas songs. Although I do like Mariah Carey in that ad where she barely eats the crisp. That's so it, funny, isn't it's it? brilliant. So funny. Millions of quid. I will I not won't be even eat the crisp. crisp. She's like, mm, it just takes like a little bit on the edge, doesn't she? Mm. Yeah. Not having that. No. She's not eating that crisp. Any time, got a walkers. How much do they spend on that? Matters. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Hope you're very well. Neil Delamere is here. Hello. Uh, who was mentioned in Parliament? Yes. This and was a bit weird. W- it does sound weird. I went to the Joker and then I was coming out with the Joker and I turned on my phone afterwards and mm. the phone just kind of went a bit mad and said, You've been mentioned in Parliament. And yeah. I thought, 
They've found the stash. <laughs> They've used MP's <laughs> privilege. Oh, my God. They knew I'm a member of ISIS. It's so unlikely. So go on. So we do a show called The Blame Game, and mm. I thought somebody would mention The Blame Game, and that'd be it, you know? So what happened was, I think it was the Northern Ireland Secretary of State, Shadow Secretary of State, right. was talking about Brexit and says, we don't want to play The Blame Game, and then said... The Blame Game to me is this show that's a very funny show on BBC featuring Tim McGarry, Neil Delamere, Colin Murphy, wow, Jacob Kane. Yeah, Because normally when you get... So you, like your name is in the Hansard record for yeah, the rest of forever. all time. You've got the clip on your phone though, haven't you? I do, of course I have the clip on Go my on, phone. play yeah, it. I want to hear it. I'll play it, okay. I love that. It's um, just got it ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Blame Game is an excellent television programme on BBC Northern Ireland with Tim McGarry and um, Neil Delamere and... Colin Murphy and Jake O'Kane. Wow. Excellent programmes. I'm sure, sure the House will agree. The House didn't agree. That's Did they really not agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody's denying They all went, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. I'm green. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> I like the small fella from the Midlands. Uh, yeah, so it wow. was a bit, bit weird. And of course, they named the host first, who's Tim McGarry. And uh, there was much consternation that I was first after that. Nice. Which I like to remind the lads of. Yeah, better. Very frequently. That must be doing the rounds on the WhatsApp group. It, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Because normally when you get named to the Commons, you're in some sort of prescribed organisation. Yes, it's definitely... Well, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. I also had a moment this week where I felt pretty famous. Yes? Yes. So I arrived in Belfast on Tuesday, uh, got to the airport, and of course, I always forget, but I'm greeted with the signs, Tato Crisps. Yes. Everywhere. Now... I'm not a massive crisp lover. It's not my it's not my my go to snack. What is your go to snack? Uh, I'm a, I like I've got a sweet tooth. Chocolate, so chocolate. I like chocolate. Yeah, um, but I do like a tater. I do like a tater crisp. So I posted online little picture of them, the home the king of crisps. I said, and that was at like ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> By the time I arrived at the Grand Opera House in Belfast, yeah. there was a box waiting for me. At my right. dressing room. I opened this box, Neil. It was the most amount of crisps I've ever seen in my life. Hundreds of packets of Tato crisps. Really? Somebody who does the social media for Tato are on it. Have you tried this with other things? Other things? I really like Ferraris. Well, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Rolex, Mercedes. Joe Malone, my wife, was interested in giving him a little mention. But uh, alas, nothing yet has okay. happened. Um, what I found interesting was how passionate people are... Um, so firstly, I had a lot of people agree with me, say, yes, Tato crisps are the best crisps I know where this going. is going. But then I got some people from Ireland. Yes. The Republic saying, ah, yes. now, they're different Tato crisps <laughs> they are different to our Tato, Tato crisps. crisps. We are the original and the best. Wow. So there's another level of Tato crisps. There is. There is a, a hard border running down the <laughs> free, free Stato, as they're called. Yeah. So, the so what? Crisps. There's just different... So the guy, the guy, the first person, I can't believe I know this, but this, I do. I'm interested. The first person to create kind of cheese and onion crisps yeah. is a guy in Dublin in the 50s and right. 60s. And then he created Tato. And then there was another guy up here who bought the license to sell Tatoes. So oh. they are different Tato here, right, than in Dublin, and it is. I didn't realize. I don't care if you like the Republic of Ireland ones or the inferior ones. You know, I'm not going to get involved. So look, in this. I don't know a lot about Irish history, but is this what the Troubles is about? This is essentially what the is Troubles it, is right, about. Right? Okay. Yeah. So the Battle of the Boyne, 1690. <laughs> you had William of Orange on one side, yeah. who liked Northern Ireland, got you, potato, got you. and then James, who liked. Um, see, we did none of this at school. You know, you see, you just learn about Henry VIII, who yeah. likes walkers. Oh, it's did... just <laughs> I, I can explain it all. By the way, if someone's just joined us now. 
Irish history is not largely based around potatoes because that's what it sounds like. Well, I mean, a lot of it is, but yeah. There's a couple of bits in the middle, all right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did ask online about uh, people's local delicacies, uh, which I will tell you about very shortly. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. We're real music. Matters. Good morning, Jason Bamford on Absolute Radio. Uh, so we mentioned a little while back about uh, about these Tato crisps, um, and uh, it's almost like a delicacy uh, in Ireland. <laughs> they love a Tato. You're going a bit far there, but yeah, they went mad for it. And I, what I mentioned online um, was uh, was I asked about towns, towns or cities that have got. Or areas that have just got something that feels like it's theirs. Okay, you know, yeah, champagne is a big one, obviously. Well, yeah, champagne, champagne region. Your Cornish pasty, yeah, uh, has to be uh, made in, made in Cornwall. But even things like in Middlesbrough, like the Parmo. Have you ever had a Parmo? No. So it's I think it's short for Parmesan, and uh, but it's not Parmesan. It's not. The cheese. So it's, it's short for something that it's not. That it's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's handy. But it's called a Parmo. Okay. A parmo. Give it to me. What is I it? I think it... I don't... I've only had one once. It's like chicken, like breaded chicken, and I think it's got bechamel sauce on it. Oh, okay. And like cheese, and, and, and it comes with like chips or whatever, salad or whatever. They love it. I mean, it's one of them. I had one about three years ago. When I burp, I can still taste it. Like So it <laughs> sticks around. Uh, but they, they're a bit mad for the old uh, parmo. Uh, Elliot Long says, um, it, up in the northeast as well, uh, ham and peas pudding sandwich. A pudding sandwich. Now, it, it, when he says right. pudding, does he mean like like a black pudding or a white pudding? Uh, no, I think he or means is it a sweet pudding. No, I think like yeah, like a suet th- sort of. Uh, really? Yeah, like a steak and you have like a steak and kidney. Pudding? Yeah, 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 like that. Okay. I think, but with ham and peas in it. But peas, like peas, or ham and peas go well together. I think. Yeah, no, I can have a bit of that. I can go for that. Obviously, the big debate down in uh, Cornwall uh, is the old. Is it jam or cream first? Yeah. I can never which, remember which way around it is. We've had this argument before. In fact, Dawn French had a go at me on Twitter about it because I'm very much cream and then jam. Right. And I think... Cor- I like the way you looked at we weirdly based on, like, there's two different types of potatoes on the island of Ireland. Yeah. And now you're explaining about the jam oh, and cream Oh, people thing. are nuts everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think that's solely the Irish. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody's got... That's, a, what the, that's what the War of the Roses was about, wasn't that's it? That's pretty much what it's about, yeah. yeah. I think they could go to war over food, absolutely. Um, so down there, Devon, uh, uh, you go scone, or scone, whatever you want to call it, a scone, a scone and they go jam. No, what do they, no, they go cream and jam, cream but and the Cornish cream. go jam and cream. Yeah. All oh, the 80s. They're so different, you see. So different, because yeah. it tastes different. I mean, it's absolutely... Like, when it goes into your stomach... You're like, Ugh. Yeah, your Did stomach... Did you put cream on this first? <laughs> yeah. Your stomach can tell you. That's how sophisticated your stomach is after you've bitten into it and chewed it. Uh, Glasgow for a piece of uh, square sausage. You love a bit of square yes, sausage up there. Yes, that's a good call. And we have talked about, over the last few weeks, about battered you must have, chocolate stuff. You must have been to Montreal. I've not, actually. Oh, they do uh, poutine. Oh, yes, is, I have had poutine. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Gravy and, and chips and cheese. Cheese curds. That's odd. Yeah, cheese curds, which is, that's not a good word, is no. it? I don't want to be eating curds. Not having that. Curds and whey. Yeah, Little Miss Muffin. No. Not having that. Uh, oat cakes in Stoke. I'm in Stoke in a few weeks and uh, they, they they love an oat cake. Do they? Yeah, that's, they're quite nice actually. Um, they sell them in the you know the little vans outside in the in the shops and that. They're pretty nice. Okay. An oat cake. Again, that. I don't know what's in it. There's uh, nothing we oat. have refused on, fairness. No, I've got to say, there's nothing that I'm like, ugh. Um, Kent have got a gypsy tart. 
It's very sweet, but lovely. Not said what's in a gypsy tart. I don't, a gypsy tart? There's a million jokes I mean, going around I, in my I've head. Got three None now. of which I can say. None of them we can say. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Uh, there's all sorts, isn't there? I, I do like these, though. I, I mean, delicacy is probably not the right word for a lot of the stuff people are yeah. sending in here. Um, up uh, Mansfield, cockles and mushy peas at the chippy with a bit of mint sauce. Mansfield? Yeah, Mansfield. Now, where... Okay, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's my... landlocked. That, well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I think it is. So where did they get the cockles from? I think it's best not to ask. Okay. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> They're calling them cockles, but nobody knows. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, and, of course, there's the Manchester tart, which, again, I know you're going to do a joke about. No, I'm not. Good. Well, good. I'm, fr- no, I'm proud I'm of you. I'm not going to do that. Well done, you. Yeah. Um, the Manchester tarts, that was lovely. We used to have that at school. So what is the Manchester tart? It's like a, tart? Ja- like a tart with jam... I think it's got has it got a top as well. I did not realise that Manchester, and I learned this from Justin Morehouse's brilliant bit of stand up, mm. uh, that Manchester is what Australians call bedding. Do they? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Bedding? Yeah, bedding. Because it used to come from Manchester. Could I might put, so the, these bed, put the Manchester on the bed. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, I never knew look that. Up, yeah, look up that. We better check that. Yeah, that's, I, well, that could be the fever dream after too much brie. That doesn't sound right. You better fact check UK that. That doesn't sound right at all. Um, I do. Oh, Banbury, famous for its Banbury buns. I just, I like how passionate people are about food in this country. It's They're very specific. It's exciting. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Music matters. Simon Nee messaged me on Facebook talking about food, local food stuff. He says, I'm a Manc, but I live in Aberdeen, which is famous for the buttery. Okay. You heard of this? No, I have not. Uh, also known as the Rowie or the Rowie, which I can only describe as a lard croissant. Oh, a lard croissant. Does that sound nice to you? Uh, With your recommended weekly salt intake added just prior to baking. It's lovely. Oh, but I mean, it sounds like you'd feel it hardening in your arteries, <laughs> yeah. but it sounds tasty. He said it's lovely, great hot or cold, au naturel, or smothered in butter, jam, or honey. You'd put butter on something that already is a lard croissant. Yep. I mean, you're doubling down there, aren't you? That's what he's gone you for. You are daring the gods of, of your aorta. Now, this is controversial. Oh, Colin this. Davis says, Oxfordshire's favourite pub snack is the pickled egg. Are you into the pickled egg? No, I'm not into pickled anything, to be honest. I don't I mind the gherkin. But... I mean, we've, we've built fridges... Yeah, you don't need to do these things. Yeah, you, you don't, don't have to eat like we're at war. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're on rations. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not into that either. There's certain things that you should be eating while you hear Dame Vera Lynn sing behind you. Yes. And a pickled egg is one of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, Angela also mentions the Rowie, also known as, or the Rowie, also known as butter, Butteries. The Aberdeen Roll, or just a roll. They go by many names. Very fattening, but oh so fine. But it's not everything. Nobody's going to write, yeah. write in and go, Cress. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. we do wonderful oh, things with Cress. in Cambridge, i tell you what we love. Broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's my not, God. What, that's you not can't do with a stalk. Caroline Hibbard, being from Leicestershire, we have pork pies, Stilton and Red Leicester cheeses. And also, as a long-standing multicultural city, we have pretty much every type of takeaway and restaurant, and it's fantastic. Well, that's the other thing, of course. Like the, the, the I think, Is it the Korma was invented in Birmingham or... Well, the Balti, the Balti um, uh, was invented in Birmingham. What about chicken, carn- car- carnation chicken? Was that Coronation chicken was out well? for the Queen, yeah. So there's lots of different uh, things, even around the world, where we've gone, we'll have that and we'll turn it into... We I mean, that's in- cultural appropriation. It, it the is. The Brummies have given it. We invented curry. 
<laughs> yeah, but you get brilliant cuisine then, don't you? Haggis. I do like a bit of haggis. Do you? I love a bit of haggis, yeah. I don't know what it is and I don't want to know. You do know what it is? I half know what it is. Okay. What do you think it is? Like... Given that you didn't know that you're meant to eat the, all the brie, <laughs> what do you think haggis is? Uh, well, there's there's some oak type thing in there. Yeah, that's not the... <laughs> that's not the major that's ingredient. That's not the main thing it? here, is it? Like, it's mashed up meat of sorts, isn't it? Is it like the, is it like stomach lining of something? W- would and... you eat offal? I don't... I'm not... No. Okay. I wouldn't eat offal. Okay. But if you add a bit of oats to it and... and <laughs> it's fine. Then it's all right, isn't oh, it? yeah. Love a bit of haggis. Big fan. Um, I, what I like about Scotland as well is um, going into the pub and, and being able to order iron brew. Just like on tap. Like you got a Coke, lemonade, iron brew. It's just there. Like it's a proper drink. Like it's a, it's up there. And like it's, it's a legitimate choice. Yeah. Whereas everybody else is looking at you going, what, what are you talking what are you about? about? Whereas you, they've doubled down there in Scotland. They have. Yeah. And also what, I love, what I love about it is that there's people in Scotland who have got sheds full of the old flavour iron brew before they reduce the sugar in it. And it's like in the street, like, hey, mate, do you want some original iron brew? I've got the sugar in it. <laughs> like it's, it's like somebody during the war. Yeah, like, it's like, I give hey, you some, some chocolate and some nylon. Don't eat that. Don't drink that. It's got no sugar in it, mate. Or they're just like, can I get two pints of iron brew and three sugars in each? Like, oh, I sugar. worked in a window factory with a fella who used to have eight sugars in his tea. Oh, that's not right. So he used to get it and he put them on and he knew there was enough sugar in when the spoon would just stand up. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> no, that's yeah, wrong. Dead now. Yeah, absolutely. 25 he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was and he's fine. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Have you been watching I'm a Celeb? I have, yeah. Isn't it weird when one of your mates is in it? Yeah, Andrew Maxwell is in it. So funny. Did you know he was going in? No, only... Same. It was just announced and... Yeah. I, didn't know. I saw it on Facebook. One, his age, I'm mates with his agent as well on Facebook and he just posted it. I was like... I said, Google it. I was like, that can't be right. It's oh, he's so done a great job. I was watching it, uh, I think it was on Sunday or Monday where yeah, he had to walk the plank. Yes. Oh, my good Lord. Terrifying. 30 stories up and I couldn't do that. It's going to be interesting, I've got to say. Because, right. well, you know, we both know Andrew, you know, we've known him for many years. Very funny man. He's going to be, he's very lovely, very warm, lovely man. But it, when he's got an opinion... <laughs> He's got an opinion. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he usually can back it up with some degree oh, of knowledge about something. But like, yeah. you know, I've had, I remember sitting in a, we went out for uh, seafood once in Kilkenny, like some lovely restaurant miles away. And we sat, and he told me about the, he was telling me about the Irish backstop and Brexit and uh, for a good 40 minutes. And I got to say, after three or four minutes, I agreed with him. And what was the question did you ask? Do you want, do you want a Coke or a Diaper? <laughs> well, the thing yeah. about Brexit now is. <laughs> He's a very clever man. But I did. I do want. I do worry about in the jungle, with the edit. I assume that you have been asked to do that. I've never been asked. Would you? Like, I was looking at it last year, and the the woman from the chase was doing one of the things, and it was the hellish hospital, and she had to oh, go in, yeah. and it was all the stuff that's meant to be scary. Like so, it was all sort of. Oh animals. yeah, she was just sort of fine with it, wasn't she? That, yeah, that but it was also like a nurse who was a ghost, and yes. I kind of think that that wouldn't scare me. I think maybe like. If maybe your ex-girlfriend turned up with a toddler who looked very familiar, <laughs> something like that, or somebody that would from, be a good from Revenue just opened a wardrobe. Well, yeah, that's what they should be. Receipting. They bring you into the clearing, Ant and yeah. Deck, and they go, all right, so this is the bush took a trial. HMRC have been in touch. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, God, no! Yeah. Somebody just no. walks up with... Bob, get some, out! Some receipts. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That would be terrifying. Yeah, that would be terrifying. But I'm 100% Team Andrew, I have to say. Yeah, no, I I think he'll do well. I think he could win it, to be honest. Oh, he, absolutely. He's very funny. I, I know he's he 
he's done a couple of the football uh, shows with um, Ian Wright as well, so they'll get on. I think they'll get on. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a good mix, I think. Roman uh, Kemp as well. I worked with his dad on uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and they're a lovely family, like a really, even though they're you know massively successful and and, and famous. So Caitlyn um, Jenner, I think, is the favourite. Well, it's interesting because I, I only you know again you can't judge people, can you, until you you've you've met them or seen them or whatever. I was a bit like, oh god, that that lot. You know the, the the old Kardashians. I've never watched the show. I don't know. I had to Google like who's who's yeah who's, who's who related to yeah, who yeah, and whatever. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on, and um, and so I was a bit eye roll. I'll be honest with you. But actually, watching you know, her this week, she's come across really well. Seems really yeah. nice. Very American. <laughs> yeah, very but, American. But, very like, come on, you can do it. You know. But I suppose you don't want someone who quite who's quite reserved. And no, if you're booking a, a Yank, you yeah. want them to be American. I like the bit James Haskell was going. Uh, I have to have four thousand calories a day. Yeah, good luck, mate. <laughs> How many calories are in burnt rice? He just yeah held up his hand and it was about I don't know forty or fifty calories. Yeah. So he's going to be the, the shadow of a man. He will be a waif of a man when yeah. he comes out of there. Um, but obviously we, we recorded this on Wednesday, so I don't know. It could all turn by the time this show goes out on Sunday. Nobody it could be. Knows. Or be horrible to each other and shouting and screaming. You'd have but... to come back in and re-edit the whole show. Yeah, yeah. I, I would do it though one day. Would you? I think so. Yeah. Is this is this where this is a come and get me plea like no, a footballer? No. Is this? <laughs> no, it's definitely not. No, I think I don't know when I would, but uh, I know when you would. You have a gig in mind. There's a gig that is your barometer <laughs> gig, and one year you'll put that on sale, and it won't go as well as previous years, and you'll go. Well, your agent. There is that. I was like Australia. <laughs> yeah. It might be that time where they go, HMRC have been in touch. <laughs> Get me to the jungle. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. You're up doing the blame game. I am. Very yeah. popular show. Been on for 25 million years. 25 million years, since yes. The, uh, since the Romans. Are you on it every week? Are you on every uh, episode? On it every week, yeah. Right. So, um, and then I go on tour then after that. Lovely. My so tell us about, about your tour. Oh, it's about my dad. It's yeah. my, everything's about my dad. Fair enough. Yeah. It's. Um, I'm, I tried to buy him a very uh, fancy watch. Right. That was the whole idea of it. And uh, I wanted to do it for two reasons. One, I love him to bits. And it's not a very Irish thing to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do. And two... He's 84, so it's less right. of a gift and more of a loan. <laughs> like, you know you're going to get that back fairly soon. <laughs> That's you know what, what I mean? they say, yeah, with yeah. the good ones. And uh, I had it inscribed on the back, like, and he and he read it. He was like, that's that's as to Neil from Da. You got that the wrong way around. It's like, yeah, did I? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, don't even take it out of the box, Dad. Um, so kind of, that's what it's about. Okay. And I'll go all across uh, Northern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, and then I'll do some stuff like in Leicester Comedy Festival and Glasgow okay. Comedy Festival. And, and head to so, Edinburgh? Uh, yeah, I, I did it in Edinburgh. Oh, so you've done it already. Got yeah, you. Got yeah. You. And actually, while we're here in mm-hmm. Belfast, I had the... This guy came up to me beforehand and he said, um, going to see your show tonight. Uh, George Hamilton's my name. And I went, are you the... Uh, Chief Constable of the Police Service and he went yep yeah. uh, and he had just retired Wow! and you know Edinburgh the way your show's on and then there's a show right after your yes, show yeah yeah so I was doing this and we started slightly late uh, because we had ex- accessibility issues and I went slightly over mm-hmm. so there's a very quick turnaround and I realised at the end of my show I would have to get the audience to leave and the other performers audience to walk back in and right. then realised that I had to I was never going to get the opportunity again and looked at the head of the police service in Northern Ireland and go, you've got five minutes to get out. And he laughed and, Good. and then shot me in the leg. It was great. Well, that sounds fun. So that's touring all over. And people can find details of that online? Yeah, neildelamere.com forward slash gigs. Nice, nice yes. work. 
Uh, I am in the show uh, Curtains the Musical, uh, which is uh, which has just been in Belfast. We head to Dartford uh, on Monday tomorrow, and then we're Stoke, and then we go to London's dazzling West End for how many weeks? The Wyndham Theatre for five weeks over Christmas. Uh, which is... It's uh, a lovely theatre. It's a lovely theatre. saw Miles Jupp there recently. Oh, really? Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. 700 seats, so it's like, you know, hopefully that should fill. <laughs> and then... Um, and it's a lovely show. It's a really fun show, so I think it'll do all right. And then we back out on tour, then Wimbledon, Liverpool. And that's Bostonian accent, Jason. Boston, yeah. Okay. Frank Chaffee of the Greater Boston Police. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, if you fancy that, uh, you can find details online as well. Uh, CurtainsTheMusical.co.uk Jason. Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters.